Back, returning to you live from the community, Summerton Community Kail, CBS Community Kail of Summerton, Philadelphia. And uh, it's Derek Hashem again. It's that time of day, and it's, it's Thursday. It's Thursday, beautiful Thursday morning. It's actually quite nice out. I think you can even make it outside, venture outside without a jacket on, but they say it's supposed to get very, very cold tomorrow night. That's what they're saying. So my sugar saying anyway. And if anyone knows what the weather's going to be like, it's my sugar. So uh, tomorrow we should probably come with coats and jackets. But today, let's enjoy the good weather. And let's also, together with the good weather, let's try to enjoy together a nice piece of Derech Hashem. And, 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 and uh, we see that things are getting a little bit tricky and sticky over here. And it's our job to unstick things. And things are best unsticked when we just follow along. We let the Ramchal guide us. And let the Ramchal show us how things are being built up step by step by step. And we're up to a major turning point over here in, in the Ramchal's assembly of the information here in the beginning of the Sefer, and that is, what exactly, what exactly happened in Gan Eden? What exactly happened with Adam Rishon? What exactly went wrong? And how did it go wrong? And that's going to have to come up this morning through due course of this discussion of the shift in, in reality, the shift in creation before the Chet to after the Chet, pre-Chet to post-Chet. What happened when Adam sinned? What was reality like before he sinned? What is reality like now after he sinned? What was that shift? And <clears throat> the piece of information that we know so far is that these ideas that, that, that we have a, a body, we inhabit a body that has to be destroyed and has to be recreated for us to be able to enjoy that only is something that is here in existence after the Chait of Adam. Before the Chait, Adam could have gone waltzed straight into Elam Haba as is, even though he had a body, and even though he still would have had a body, and he was always supposed to have a body and still retain that body in Elam Haba, that body didn't have to be destroyed. So there's a difference in the body of man, there's a difference in the existence of man, the, the existence in the, the, the existence of the world, and something solid that's been established is that part of, the reason, the real reason why our bodies need to be destroyed is because they are innate conflicts. And, and, and contradictions to the, the existence of God, which is what Adam Haba is all about, is being at one with the existence of God without any contradictions. If you have a body that likes to sin, that wants to sin, that's, that sinks and slides away from God, that is an innate contradiction to God. That's a body that can't have anything to do with God. That's why it has to be destroyed. Man, we see clearly before the Chait, Adam Rishon's existence before the Chait was a different type of body, but he didn't want to sink and slide and, and fall and fail. And yet, somehow he still sins. And the Ramchal now is going to take us by the hand and explain to us not necessarily what the sin was. He's not going to tell us that. It's still going to be left for us to figure out. But he's going to explain to us what exactly that shift was. What was that qualitative shift, that fundamental shift in the fabric of reality and man's existence from before the Chet to after the Chet. And we're going to have to try to follow him carefully and use that to set up a framework for ourselves. Try to get some answers to the long-standing questions that we have over here. So let's see. Ches. We are in Chelek Aleph, Perek, Gimel, Simen Ches. Aleph, Gimel, Ches. Says Ramchal, once man sinned. And the Ramchal just said in the previous paragraph, he told us yesterday, that Adam did have a body and was destined to, remain, to retain that body as was in Eilam Haba. But it was a body that that was waiting to be purified by the, the by the guf, by the soul, a body that was waiting to be raised, and 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 um, purified by the neshama. 
I, this is pre-chait. What, what's the purification the body needs? So he said a very, 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 very important idea yesterday in putting everything together, which, which is there, there's two levels of, of the body being contradictory to a relationship with God. And that is, A, the fact that the body likes to sin. The body likes to fall. The body likes to do body things. Likes to be very far away from God. That's a latent contradiction, an innate contradiction. And B, the fact that the body's a body. That's also a stiritashim. The fact that the body is a body. Then it tells us also something that is at odds with God. Why is that at odds with God? God doesn't have a body. God doesn't have any physical existence. So if I'm supposed to be at one with God in Olam Haba forever, and forever again is a very long time, if I'm supposed to be at one with God forever, have to make us Baruch forever and ever and ever, I have to be as close to Hashem as possible. Well, my Hashem is spiritual. That's very close to Hashem, but my Guf is physical. Hashem doesn't have any physical existence. That's very far away from Hashem. That's in opposition to Hashem. So the very fact that we have bodies is already in opposition to Hashem. Adam Rishon had a body. The body of Adam Rishon is in opposition to Hashem, but barely, barely. And it was prepared, it was ready for the Neshama to purify, to raise it to the point that it would be as, as minimized as possible that barrier, that opposition to Hashem, the point of, of, of um, abject minimalization, the most minimalized that you can get. That's what would have happened, and he had a body that was capable of getting minimalized to the degree that it would get in the way as least as possible. And that would have happened by the neshama taking over and saying, you know, you are just a coding. You're, first you're that spacesuit, then you're the deep sea, deep sea diving suit, and then you're the, the Siberian parka, and then you're a nice set of clothes, and then you're... Your your fingernail stuff, your membrane, and then you're just you're you're, you're the barest of of um, of um, outlines, just an outline even maybe around the neshama, and that's the guf becoming less and less and less substantial, and more and more and more and more a coding to the neshama. Okay, so it's barely there, and 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 um, that's what would have happened to Adam Rishon, and we brought back brought ourselves back to Adam and Chava and Gan Eden, and this is the Pshat and the Chazal, and they, they, their clothes were fingernails. That's the barest of, that was their guf. That was their guf. That was their body. That's the Pshat and the Chazal over there. Um, and this is a reminder of, you know, what a body is supposed to be. What a body can be. What? They function, but not as our bodies do. But in, in Gan Eden, before that, that ultimate zichuch that was supposed to happen, they had achila. Not our achila. No, because feeding fingernails is not the same thing as feeding your... Uh, <laughs> what are these things, right? What? That's right. They had achila. They had achila, but it wasn't their achila. It wasn't their achila. Only neshama and no, and no body. Excellent question. Okay, so all these questions, we'll put that together with all the other questions. Excellent question. Rashi's asking Stark. Why, 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 why bother with this whole body thing to begin with? It just gets us in trouble. Create him with a neshama and no body. That's right. That's right. No sin and, and living forever. This sounds pretty good, right?
So, we're going to put everything together, hopefully today. But again, he did have a goof, and he would have had a goof. It's a goof that would have been raised and raised and raised to become the barest of membranous coatings around the neshama. As minimalized as possible. That's where he started off. That was a starting point in Gan Eden. Once Adam Rishon was chaytei, once he was chaytei, nishtanu advarm shinui gadol. There was a major change in the fabric of reality, in the existence of man, the existence of, of creation. A fundamental change. Even before the original sin of Adam Rishon, before he's chaytei, there are chesreinus. There is, there are deficiencies, flaws in the Bria. There's something called chisarin. What's chisarin? Flaw, deficiency, something that lacks incompletion, incompleteness. Why did Hashem create a world with flaws, with deficiencies, with things lacking, with a lack of completion? In order to allow Adam Rishon to be able to make a choice, to be able to make a decision, or for Adam Rishon to achieve shleimus, to achieve perfection. So even Adam Rishon has to have a choice. And this is the beginning of the answer to Ramayish's question. Why not create him without a body? Why not create him without a soul? I mean, with, with a soul. Without a body. Then there's no point. You're just creating a robot. You're creating a machine. And as we saw earlier in the Sefer, the whole point is for man to achieve perfection on his own. So automation has to be able to achieve perfection on his own. <laughs> That's why there is Chisar in the Brio. And there, it was there in order to allow man to achieve shleimus on his own, via kapov. That's the operative line over there. The operative words, via kapov, through his own effort. It has to be room for man to achieve shleimus through his own effort. Amnam, noisvu Through the chait of Adam Rishon, noisvu v'nisrabu chesreinus ba'atzmoi shal Adam uvavriyakula is now reinforced and increased and 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 um, it has been totally inflated the amount of flaw Lack and and incompleteness that's in the world and in man himself. Furthermore, through the chait of Adam Rishon, achieving perfection, achieving shleimus has now become much more difficult than it was till now. There's a lot going on over here, and a lot really that has to be mined out of every line. I think maybe we'll just read to the end of the paragraph. We'll read through this quickly. We'll get a quick take. And then maybe we'll just try to assemble assemble things. But I think this is the way we are going to do this over here. This is, um, I think this is how we're going to do it. So let's do this right now. Let's keep reading, and we're going to go back. So so just to keep track of the basics before we before we um, try to develop this, keeping track of the basics over here, what we see is... Um, Certainly, even before Adam sins in Gan Eden, before he eats from the Eitz Hadas Toivara, before he eats 
from the trees that he's not supposed to. There's already flaw, lack, and deficiency in the world. And, and that's necessary to give Adam Rishon the ability to, to achieve perfection. With Adam Rishon's incorrect choice, the Ramchal just said, two things happened. Two things happened. At least two things. Maybe more than two things. Depends how you break this up. There's an increase. An increase in an inflation introduction of much more chisar and much more flaw and lack and deficiency in Adam himself and in the world. Much more than there was before. So the whole world just got really, you know, um, messed up. And now we, we still are here to achieve shleimus. We're still here to achieve perfection. But from the chetan onward, it's much harder. Pirish. Before Adam sins originally, before the, the first chet, it was relative, much easier for him. Easier for him to leave this state of flaw, leave the state of deficiency and lack behind, and acquire, achieve perfection. It was much easier for that to happen originally. That's how Kodesh Baruch Hu had arranged things in, in the best way possible and in the most just way possible. Man had no inherent reason to sin and and had no inherent um, predilection for chisarin. He was just created in such a way that he was given an opportunity to sin. If that's the case, by merely avoiding ra, avoiding bad, and pivoting towards good, he would have achieved and acquired immediately, leaving all lacking and flaw behind, and he would have achieved perfection immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Let's just get to the end. However, when he's chayte, kivin shal yadai, nistash lemus yosim mishahaya. He now has um, now the shlemus has become more concealed and more hidden than it was till now. Vinis rabba chesrainus and chisarin has become increased and inflated and expanded. He's the one that causes to himself. It's no longer going to be so easy for him to leave that state of incompleteness behind, leave the state of deficiency behind, leave the state of chisar behind, and acquire shleimus. As opposed to, before you sinned, before the original chait, it was much easier for him to achieve shleimus because he didn't cause anything on his own. He was just created in such a way that he had this choice, the ability to choose. And certainly all the more so, we understand why things are more difficult now, because now we have a double avoido. We have twice the amount of work in front of us that, that Adamrishan had. Adamrishan had a much easier, we have double the amount of work. Why? First of all, we have to bring the world back to where it was before Adam sinned. We have to work really, 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 really hard to bring man back to the state of existence, the way things were before the original chait. 
And then we have to redo the original choice of unreason. We have to get it right the second time around. So we have to bring reality back to Gan Eden. But even if we bring reality back to the way it was in Gan Eden, we achieve that level of, of perfection and Tikkun and Shlemus. That is half of it. The second half is going to have to be having the same so to speak, decision to make that Adamishan had and making it correctly, not incorrectly. Period Adkan, that's the end of this paragraph. So the whole a mouthful, uh, earful, a brainful, a noseful of information going on over here. And let's try to break this down now that we saw it all the way through. We picked up on some things as we were whizzing by over here. We saw things streaking, you know, streaking past us through the windows. We saw some things about um, and again, the Ramchal is coming to explain to us, and he gives us quite a lot of space. This paragraph, it's obvious that the Ramchal has to, the Ramchal tries to be as word efficient as possible, as economical as it can be when it comes to the word count. When he uses a lot of lines, and there's a big paragraph, it means that it, 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 it's not a simple matter, not a simple subject. There's clearly not a simple subject over here explaining what happened, what went wrong in, in Gan Eden, and what the existence looked like before, what it looked like after, and what, what changed. And, what does, that, what does that mean? What's the significance of that change? And essentially, there, what we saw whizzing by, the Ramchal is telling us that um, it's not that there wasn't no, w- wasn't any chisarn in the Bria. There wasn't any deficiency or flaws in the Bria before. And now there is. There were, but they, they were different. They, they were fundamentally different. And he says that we, we saw him telling us that, that um, something about um, it was there, but it was there just to be able to give Adam Rishon a choice to make. And after he made the wrong choice, now there's a lot more of it, and it shows up in more places. And we have to work harder. We also saw that that um, <clears throat> some kind of difference that Ramchal is establishing between Ra, evil, and, and the ability, the, 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 the evil, and the rather was put into the Bria by Hashem in order to allow Adam Rishon to make a choice versus the evil that Adam himself put in the Bria. We saw that also. Ramchal was making it a point, said twice, this idea of making a contrast between the Ra that Hashem puts in the Bria and the Ra that Adam puts in the Bria. Adam himself, man himself, decided to put evil into the Bria. So to, to link all that together, let's start with the first Diyuk. And it's clear in the Ramchal the Ramchal is saying an idea which is a known idea. It's out there. And it's an it's, um, idea that we encounter. We bump into this in other places. And that is <clears throat> that um, when we're talking about the fundamental changes and differences between post-chait and pre-chait, one of those is uh, certainly there was ra. There was the ability to go away from Hashem. And there was a pull towards ra, forces of ra of which evil is a bad translation. Ra just means against Hashem, away from Hashem. It was there, but it was somewhere else. It was outside. Outside man, and after the chedah was inside. It was mibachutz as opposed to mibafnim. It was without as opposed to within. And it's clear the Ramchal believes this as well. The Ramchal is definitely saying this. The Ramchal said, in the beginning of the paragraph, and this is what Rabbi Moskowitz was throwing this out as well, and it's there in the beginning of the paragraph, the first line in the paragraph says there were chesrones in the bria. There were chesrones in the bria. So there was flaw, there was deficiency, there was 
in, in the universe. There was elements. There were elements in reality that were not like Hashem. They weren't part, part of man himself, though. He goes on to say, Through the chet of man, there was an increase and a, a big proliferation of of So the first place he talks about there being chisarin in man himself <clears throat> is after the chet. Before the chet, there's no chisarin in man. It's outside of man. It's outside of man. <clears throat> man chooses to sin, and that, then we have the well-known idea that man internalizes the Yetzirah. This is a well-known idea, right? Man internalizes the um, the Yetzirah. But that's, an, that, that's a line that's said so often that we can't just get away with saying he internalized the Yetzirah. He brought the Yetzirah inside. It was like a Yetzirah pill. Swallow this pill, now the Yetzirah is inside. Here the Yetzirah is outside. You swallow the, this pill. Don't swallow the pill. Don't do it. Oh, you swallowed. Now the answer is inside of you. But we have to understand that a little bit. A, this is, the, this is the place where a lot of things come down to this paragraph. A lot of Yisaitis in life. Muna and Hashkafa come down to this paragraph now. What does it mean? External Yetzirah versus internal Yetzirah. How do you internalize a Yetzirah? How do you do that? You know, again, it's the magic pill. The, 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 the fruit that wasn't an apple. The fig or the grape. The wheat. Whatever it was. The esrig, whatever, whatever was he ate? Is that that's that's, that's the yitzharis here in the fig? The fig, yeah, the yitzhar went from outside to inside. What does that mean? What does that mean? A and B, how did he sin? Right, the, the question that's been kicking around, kicking and screaming for weeks now. How exactly did he sin? If 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 um, he wasn't chayte. If he couldn't, if, if he didn't want to be chayte, he didn't have a guf yet that had chisarin inside of him, then then um, how was he chayte? And let's ask one more question. Let's ask one more question. What's chayte? To sin. Let's ask one more question. Chayte is just it's, it's a verb for chayt. Yes. Yeah. Ramchal is telling us that man, before his original sin, didn't have any chisarn. Chisarn was there in the Bria. Now, there's more chisarn in the Bria, there's more chisarn in man, after the chait. What about the fact that he had a guf, though? Isn't the guf itself a chisarn? Guf itself is something that is flawed, is lacking, is deficient, is in opposition to Hashem, as we said. The body itself is something which is in opposition to God. I mean, there's no chisarn. <coughs> there is a chisarn. You have a guf. You have a guf. I thought we said Elam Haba also, and that can't be a Chisarn either. He's not Elam Haba yet. He's trying to get to Elam Haba. He's trying to get to Elam Haba. So he doesn't have a, so what does it mean, what does it mean he doesn't have a Chisarn? So these are, these are very difficult questions. Now let's try to put everything together. So it's like this. Let's start with, let's start with, um, how can Adam sin if there's no temptation to sin? Temptation means, as we saw earlier in this parak and paragimel, that we are a fusion of a soul and a body, a guf and a shama, seichel and chaimer. The seichel always wants to go to God, and our body 
wants to go anywhere but God. Our body wants to sink, wants to fall, wants to fail, wants to lie down, go to sleep forever. Perpetual snooze button. The neshama wants a perpetual um, connection to God, perpetual first seder. That's what the neshama wants forever, right? Or for, it depends on your neshama. Some neshamas want a perpetual second seder, right? But the neshama wants a perpetual learning seder, wants a perpetual connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu forever and ever and ever. And the, the goof wants a perpetual, wants a perpetual uh, bubble bath, right? So the goof wants, and that's why we're always getting in trouble because the goof pulls us. The goof pulls us. The goof wants food. It wants sleep. It wants creature comforts. That's what, that's why we're always getting in trouble. And that's the struggle of life. Adam Rishon didn't have a goof like that. His goof didn't want any of these things. His body didn't want any of this stuff. His body was this membrane, fingernail, coating around his neshama. That's what his body was. So if he doesn't want Ra, even if we're somewhere, there's somewhere around the Bria somewhere, good, outside in that, in that pill, in that fruit, why, 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 why are you doing that? Why, why on earth are you doing that? How was he able to sit? The answer is like this. Adam Rishon had an ability to sit. He did. But it was different than ours more subtle than ours, but an ability nevertheless. He did not have an ability to sin on a physical level because there's no physical interest in sin. There's no physical, it doesn't make any sense. There's no physical interest. The body doesn't want any of this stuff. But there's an ability to sin on an intellectual level. And what Adam Rishon had was he had seichel. He had intelligence. He had intellect, and we said that is a function of the neshama. And he had the ability to think freely and think independently and make an independent shikul hadas. That means an independent analysis of the situation and independent ability to cogitate and process and, and, and think on his own after he has received Hashem Seichel. Hashem Seichel is what? Don't eat this. Arisha has the ability to think about it and say, well, let me think. Does that make sense? Does that not make sense? Shall I listen? Shall I not listen? Is there room to perhaps process, cogitate, and analyze, and come up with a reason, an argument that maybe makes sense to eat nevertheless? That he was capable of doing. He's not capable of being chayte with his guf, of sinning with his body, because his body doesn't want anything. His body doesn't want to run away from God. His intellect is capable of second-guessing God. Now one would ask, but it still doesn't make any sense, Right? Because if his body doesn't want to sin, why should his intellect, why should his thought process, why should his seichel second-guess God if, if, if he has no vested interest in second-guessing God, right? But we do that all the time. We wake up in the morning, like, and we say to ourselves, well, I know Hashem probably wants me to get up now, to daven early, have more time to learn, make the first man kriya shema, make man tefillah. If you know something, I know that's what Hashem wants, but I know myself better. And I know that I'll have a much more productive, productive day if I can sleep for another three hours. Boom. We hit the snooze button. So we, we make a shikal hadas. We make decisions all the time. I know that I would be much better, you know, if I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on weight loss. I'm trying to work on not eating carbs after uh, five in the afternoon. But I know right now, you know, I had a hard day. I really need this. I really need this uh, bag of french fries, right? Fried onions. I need to go through, uh, I need to go through this whole thing right now. I realize I need it. I need it. I need it. Okay, so you decided you needed it. But... That decision is always being prompted by, by, by some type of physical drive. Automation doesn't have a physical drive. How can, he make a, how can he make a decision where he second guesses God? The answer is, 
Adam Rishon was given the ability to determine the nature of his existence, to determine the nature of his relationship with God, and determine to determine the entire structure of 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 uh, his avoida the task and the mission that he was given. And Adam Rishon sees the following. He sees a very simplified existence where he has the barest of bodies, the barest of, 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 of uh, substances which is in opposition to God, and he understands clearly that he's given this temptation, uh, rather this, this, this job, don't, not to eat from the fruit, to give himself a tikkun, to give himself the ability to be like Hashem, to achieve shlemus, to achieve perfection by obeying, by not following the, the, uh, the, the uh, you know, enticements of the nachash, by not disobeying God, by rather obeying God, he understands that he'll, 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 he'll make himself like Hashem by listening to Hashem, and he'll, he'll um, achieve shlemus and, 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 and all that. And he looks at himself and he says, okay, great, I can do that. I could do that. But as the Ramchal himself said, Adamish understands that that's a very easy. That's very easy. The level of shleimus, the level of achievements of in, in perfection that I am achieving is very minimal. Because how much of me is in opposition to God? How much of me already is, is in contradiction to Hashem's existence? How much of me am I perfecting? This is fingernail stuff? Okay, I could do that, but it's like a joke. That's what Hashem told me to do, but... I know that I'm here for Tikkun. I know that I'm here for perfection. One second, Adam Rishon sees the Eitzatas Tevara. And Eitzatas Tevara represents internalizing the Eitzahara. And Adam Rishon knows that if he internalizes the Eitzahara, on the one hand, Hashem told him not to do it. On the other hand, Adam Rishon says, if I internalize that Eitzahara and I make my bodily component, the part of me that's not like Hashem, so much more not like Hashem, and I put so much more of a reality, substance to myself, which is not like Hashem, and yet I still overcome that, I'll be able to be so much more like Hashem in the end. If I have so much more to overcome, if I give myself a greater handicap, my achievements will be so much more glorious. A Yerida L'Tzayr Chaliyah. This is the shikol hadas that Adam Rishon is making. He's given the ability to have this thought process because he has seichel, he has an neshama, he has the ability for thought, and he has the ability for independent thought. And there's nothing pulling him, adds him away from God, there's nothing pulling him, but he analyzes the situation and says, look, I'm here to perfect myself. I'm here to make myself like God. I'm almost like, I'm like 99.999% like God right now. So how much of an accomplishment is that? To go 0.0001 the rest of the way to make myself like God. You know what? If I eat the Eitzadas Tevara, I internalize it, I'm going to come crashing down, boom. Thought I'm going to be 50% not like God. I'm going to be 80% not like God, 90% not like God. I'll have the ability to make perfection in such a greater, richer, and deeper way, I'll be so much more like God at the end. Be so much more like God. This is the thought process, and this is the shikol hatas that Adam makes, and he goes with his thought process. And that's the chayt of Adam Rishon. 
Not a chait in, 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 in the physicality, but a chait in spirituality. Not a chait of chaymer, not a chait of guf, but a chait of seichel, a chait of intellect. Now, there's still a lot of loose threads over here. Um, and by the way, this was the temptation of the Nachash. This is what it means when Adam and Chavah saw that it was Nechmed Lamara, Nechmed Leinaim, Toiv Lamara, Nechmed Leinaim. I'm not quoting the Pusik exactly, but, uh, but, but um, th- th- what they saw was there's an opportunity over here for a greater tikkun, a greater perfection in, in such a higher, more, pr- more profound way than we have right now. We have opportunity for a huge amount of shlemus that we can't do right now. It's so worth it. Let's take the plunge to be able to come back up again. Let's go with a handicap. You know, like, like people are not satisfied with just cl- climbing Mount Everest, right? Arthur, how many times have you been up Mount Everest? Too many times to count, right? So people have to outdo themselves. I'm not going to go up Mount Everest. I'm going to go up Mount Everest without oxygen tanks, right? Know these people? I'm not just going to go up to Mount Everest without oxygen tanks. I'm going to go up Mount Everest in my pajamas I'm a, and my cracks without any climbing equipment and no oxygen tanks. Right? Because if I go up with a handicap, it makes the achievement a much greater achievement. It's a Yerida Lutzer Chaliyah. I'm going to internalize the Yitzhar, sink and, and, and fall in order to make my Shleimus that I'm going to do myself much more meaningful. I'm going to make myself much more like Hashem. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Huh? It makes tons of sense. The problem is that Hashem said not to do it. That's the problem. It makes tons of sense. But ultimately, Hashem said not to do it. And that was the chait. Now, how exactly, what, what does it mean that, that uh, he internalized the Yitzhahara? It means a beautiful idea. How do you internalize the Yitzhahara? The chait of Adam HaRishon was in fact giving his guf, giving his body, a, an independent existence. His whole task in Gan Eden was to allow the guf to become subordinate to the neshama. And by avoiding eating the Yitzhadaz Tevera, the neshama is directing the guf. And that's it. The guf has achieved its full shleimus. By eating the Yitzhadaz Tevera, what he's saying is, no, I want my guf to have its own existence. That's what he's saying. I'm choosing to give my chaymer, my physicality, my guf, its own existence. I'm choosing to reinforce my guf. I want to reinforce my guf. It wasn't mean he's reinforcing his guf. He's making a decision that he wants to yurid a chaliyah. He's making a decision that he doesn't want to just be a, a, a neshama. He could. He knows that he could just by doing this and avoiding eating it. That his his guf will become t- t- completely, totally dependent on the neshama. He said, "No, I don't want that because then there's no struggle anymore. There's nothing. There's no work. There's no avoda, and there's there's no there's no opportunity for for high level perfection." I rather want to avoid that, avoid making my body becoming totally subordinate to my neshama, and I'm going to make a decision to put my my body in the driver's seat. That's the 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 effect. That is the result, the resulting effect of eating from the eitzadas tevera. That's what the Ramchal means when he says that the Rebbeinu Shalolim set him up in such a way that of course he has ability for Taiv and ability for Ra, opportunity for Taiv and opportunity for Ra. But Adam Rishon decided to reinforce the Ra. What does that mean? He decided to make the Guf a Manda Amar. He decided to make the Guf a focus in of itself. He decided to make the body something that gets its own attention. 
That's what it means, internalizing the Yetzir Hara. He made a decision, no, I want my guf to have an independent existence. I, I don't want it to just be fingernails. I want it to be something that I'm going to have to fight with. Because if I can fight with that guf, I can wrestle that guf, I'm going to achieve so much, uh, such, so much greater glory in the long run and become much more like Hashem. That's the idea of internalizing the Yitzhahara, and that's the shift from pre to post And that's why the Ramchal says, now there is Chesrein's Ba'at Meshul Adam. And that's why from Adam Rishon's Chedan on, everyone has to die now. Before Adam Rishon, this is a, a, a guf that didn't want to do anything on its own and was totally subordinate to the Neshama on its own and waiting for the Neshama just to direct it. Adam Rishon puts the guf in the director's chair. He said, I want the guf to be a director. That was the decision of eating from the Eitzadas Tegarat. Good. There's quite a lot. Of, maybe there's still, we can still maybe pick up on things and polish things up over here, but that's the end of the paragraph. A lot to digest over here, Rabbi said. A lot to digest. What the chait was, where the chait was, was it all passable even? And the shift between pre chait and post chait, and what it means, ra outside and ra inside, and, and what happened to the world. And we will continue with this in Mirza Hashem tomorrow. Everyone should be well.